Hello and welcome back to An Omni Apparatus. I'm Angela here with my co-host Jay and welcome back y'all. I'm definitely fighting a little bit of the hunger brain right now so most of my questions to start us out will be food related. Jay, did you know there is a really cool little like dinery vintage 50s place in LA we totally have to go to. The booths are made out of old cars. Is that where they do it in oh no not in Karina Karina they drive their all their own old car in that movie. Wait you've seen Karina? Yes. <gasps> I love Karina. I got it at a local it wasn't blockbuster but it was like a blockbuster adjacent situation. My god Karina and My Girl were totally my movies as a kid. I never seen My Girl but I had to be traumatized watching about the kid dying like and she's like where's his glasses I'm like oh I'm not watching this movie. Oh my god seriously. I think that's the scene that everyone knows that is stuck in their head. Mm -hmm. So what happens to My Girl 2? <laughs> so My Girl 2 like flash forward 10 years and she's a teenager who is going on a journey to discover more about her mother who died in childbirth. I believe. So we just forget about the boy? No, she remembers him. I think she talks about him. Speaking of reboots, not food, the Proud Family reboot, 10 out of 10. Are there more episodes now? Just the two. I Okay, just even listening to that was great. And I think I'm gonna, I might go back and rewatch the original and then I'll start this one. 10 out of 10. It's only sad because obviously they couldn't bring back Orlando Brown. I know something happened, but I don't know what. I think it's not exactly the same, but I think they're, I don't want to assume, but I feel like it's a along the Kanye line of like mental health outburst. Oh, no bueno. Yeah. Let celebrities get the mental health support they need. Particularly mm -hmm. and men of color. Mm -hmm. Or black men. Yes, black men, but I think men of color overall because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about mental health in general outside of oh, the general homogenistic circle. Um, according to this News One article, journey from becoming saved from drug addict to faith-based rapper. Like raps about Jesus? I assume. A hefty track record with the law, went missing for 24 hours, 2016 allegedly struck his girlfriend in the face during a domestic dispute, failed to appear for a court date, baffling comments about he and Raven being sexually romantic during their time on That's a Raven, he was on Dr. Phil, and in 2021 he got saved. Live fact checks, people. Wow, that was a lot. Sorry, I don't really know where to go from there. We're a little bit late on this, but we decided one of the topics that we wanted to explore in season two was solo dates and self-love. I hope that's not as cringe as it sounds. Why are we late? Because February was the big self-love push. Got it. Instead of like Valentine's and Galentine's, it's just love thyself day. I heard around a lot. Rumor has it on the podcast you didn't put one of those on your carousel for Valentine's day. <laughs> no, I did Black Hearts Day because I thought that was going to be so much more fun. I don't think anyone else got it though. Nope. Nope. Our own joke. But we each attempted to go on solo dates in the past, what, six weeks? Yeah. Take ourselves out for a nice meal, but they didn't exactly come to fruition, but we still wanted to talk about it and get the ball rolling and help ourselves be a little more accountable toward getting this completed. Even though technically, I think Jay, in your case, it wasn't exactly accountability. The restaurant that you went to was closed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, I did do one, but to kind of like wind it back, to kind of back it all up. In college, when I first met Angela, she was living a high maintenance nomad lifestyle, as I would call it. Uh, a no what? Oh, nomad. No oh, I thought it was two words like no mad. <laughs> you good? <laughs> so good. Yes. 
So she like did her whole 25 million hour hair routine and got ready and would go out to eat and parties and stuff. But then she would also like go days without like wanting to text anyone out, not bringing her phone with her, like what she calls stealth mode. Uh, yes, stealth mode, also known as ghost protocol. Yes, so this was like her thing. She loved being alone. Still love being alone. Yeah, but like now similar to Meredith Grey, who was super independent when Meredith Grey did her most recent round of therapy, she was like, oh, but like I actually rely on people now. Yeah, it's not always convenient, but like, I get it. It's better overall for my mental health, the general state of my person, living with chronic illness, and you know, just in terms of building bonds of friendship and family and all that. Ew. I, I, I believe me, I know, it's very strange. But I get it and I try to embrace it. Conversely, Jay, you have always been a little bit more at the center of people. And just like, I didn't know where we were going with this. <laughs> like, no, you, you like to be around people. Yes. Not in a codependent way. Like mm -hmm. I need other people. I'm a very, in some ways I'm very independent. Like I like to do things myself, but like, I'm kind of like in the periphery. Like I, I like to know someone's like within arm's length mm -hmm. at most times. I don't need to even be interacting with you. Like one of my favorite activities to do, which like people marvel at is, um, we have this friend who I will FaceTime and we won't talk and like we'll just be on like TikTok like separately or like watching TV. I will literally have her on mute while I go do things. But like we're just on FaceTime or like she'll be doing chores and I'll just like be on FaceTime like on Instagram like scrolling, watching TV. And you don't say anything. Well like we normally have, a, we don't just call to not say anything but if we run out of things to say and like there's a lull, we'll go do other things. Why not just hang up? Cause like what if something pops into my head? Then you call back. But why not? I mean here's the thing, I get lulls like I get I get if you say like, oh, hold on, I need five minutes to finish this or something like that. Like I get those kind of lulls. I don't get anything beyond that. But that's just me. But like sometimes like me. you just like want the presence of someone. Yeah, the, pre the presence. But then you're just on FaceTime. Then my phone is just sitting there getting hot and I know that it's there and I'm using it and I see the little green thingy that says that I'm on the phone in the corner. The green actually means cameras in use. The blue, blue for phone? Oh, what? the the highlighted with the camera's yeah. facing. One of those, and then I know it's there, and then I want to flip back, and I, I don't know how you do it, but if it works for y'all, it works. Mm -hmm. So I like being around people. The example I always default to is when I studied abroad, one day I wanted to go off shopping without anyone else, and I was walking the Champs-Élysées, and like I realized they only had sit-down restaurants, and like it was causing me major anxiety, so like, I didn't eat all day because I didn't want to, and then I stopped by, they had a little lottery cart, and I got a macaron, I believe there's like a lemon ice cream in the middle, like lemon gelato in the middle of it. Like when Oh my God, I love those. But that's all I ate. Cause like I wasn't gonna sit down and stop at a restaurant. And I was like, oh, like this is like a real problem for me. Like I don't enjoy doing this. Like I would not do it. And like, obviously I think I ended up in France. I believe the service was called Deliveroo. And like people did it on like bikes and scooters. It was very cute. I would order my meals every night when I wasn't out with people in my class. Cause I'm like, I wasn't gonna go to a restaurant. I have no problem like going to a cafe with coffee, but even that was a thing. Like I would never walk around the mall by myself. I didn't want to go to Starbucks, like even go into order my own drink by myself, like I hated doing until like college. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't love, actually, no, that's a lie. I liked going to do things by myself. Like I liked going to the mall, the library, museums, spending time at home alone, eating out, things like that. I really enjoyed the things that gave me more anxiety was when I actually had to do those things with people. And then I would think a lot about how do my habits and particularities then affect them? Do they think it's weird? Is this an inconvenience?
this to them? Will it work if we don't like the same things? Who defers to who? Yes to all of those things. Yeah, that that was just <laughs> a lot to think about. So just getting the time to do those on my own was fantastic. I didn't expressly love eating by myself. I had no problem going in, ordering, picking up takeout, nope. anything like that. Eating by myself is something that definitely came more in college. And then I realized what a godsend it was. Just those 30 minutes to myself, by myself, eating, doing whatever I wanted, reading, studying, being on my phone, not being on my phone, watching something on Netflix, people watching, doodling on napkins, just 30, 40 uninterrupted minutes of me time. Because I, I don't like to physically talk or like text like on the phone when I'm alone and eating. That is my time. Yeah, in college I kind of had to get used to it, but the thing is like if I was gonna go, if I was like done with classes and I knew I like could go home, I would get my food to go. Mm -hmm. If it was the thing if I had a class in an hour, I could kind of muster through it because it's an hour and at our particular campus, the affiliated organizations once a week would put chairs and blankets and things, so I would go sit there. I normally would not eat alone. Like, like yeah, I would never be like, oh, like, you, I need to go return something to like Target and I wouldn't go by myself. I wouldn't want to walk around Target by myself I wouldn't even like go and go to a cafe and like not only like even sitting was out of the option like barely like mobile pickup orders things I didn't want to do and I've gotten a lot better with a lot of those things kind of the big hurdle for me was like eating at a sit-down restaurant by myself because like although it's like no one's watching you you feel like everyone's watching you there's that part of it and then there's like the interaction with the waiter which I got like stressed me out but I was like I should try this and kind of I don't know how many times I'll say this, but it's the easiest comparison, the most tangible one for me. I always told myself horror movies were too scary for me. As we reference in an episode out of my mind, oh no, it was the Dreams episode, how like Sweeney Todd scared me. And I was like, if that scares me, like there's no way I can do a horror movie. So like from the age of like, I guess like a young age, I told myself like, Jay, you're scared of horror movies. Like just don't watch them. Like it's not a big deal. Although horror movies are not like a thing you need to interact in your life. There's also a thing by like limiting yourself and telling yourself like, oh, well you're scared of this. So like you don't do it. But as I like broke through that it's like okay now I can say I personally do not get enjoyment of watching scary movies but like as long as the person respectfully lets me leave my head in the pillow most of the time and cover my ears when necessary I can muster through it <laughs> very nice so similarly to solo dates I have never done one I never enjoyed the concept of doing one but it was something where I was like I don't want to just keep telling myself oh you don't like to do this you don't do this this isn't your thing so I was like I should try it and being that Angela herself is a lover of these and so anyway, I thought we could both try to figure out a way to up it and challenge it for ourselves to do it. I'm at the point now where like now I can go to like a cafe and like eat a croissant and be on my phone and text a little bit, but it's like I'll leave when I want versus a, a meal in a restaurant. You're kind of more, the idea was to be more on their schedule of a waiter and like kind of like, I can't just like be on my phone. I mean, yeah, I can be on my phone or like FaceTime or do whatever I wanted to, but I had to be at a restaurant with more of a kind of confined schedule element to it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like if I go get a croissant and I sit down, I can get up when I want. If I go to a bar, which one of my friends likes to do, like bring a book to a bar, terrifies me. Is there even enough light to read in a bar? Apparently. Huh. Yeah. But she like told me about that and how she like sometimes enjoys it or she'll bring, she likes to draw, she'll bring her art pad to a cafe and just like draw. I'm like, no, but like then you're just taking up space and you're not being a patron and then other people who want to buy food, like you're taking space away from the business. Like I feel bad doing that. I also like, don't love window shopping because I'm like, well, if I'm not going to buy anything and then I'm taking up time, like mm -hmm. that's my whole thing. No, I do feel similarly about window shopping like particularly like 
out outdoor where they sell the food and flea the crafts. markets farmers markets farmers markets yes at farmers markets where they have like little like vendors set up outside of food with like mm-hmm. jewelry clothing things like that i always feel really bad because they are there specifically to sell but no i think it's good i think overall i tried to up my solo date solo meal by going to a nicer restaurant where i would have to dress up and multiple like, courses yeah drink appetizer dessert like the whole thing mm-hmm yeah, so I tried that. The only thing is though, the two times that I did, I was interrupted by one of my best friends. Like on the phone? No, like physically. So one time I was on specifically vacation with my mom. We parted ways for dinner, but she found the restaurant that I was at and she's like, oh, can I join you? Oh, so your best friend being your mom interrupted. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then a few days ago, I went out to eat on my own again and she was running errands and she saw me seated at the outdoor cafe. <laughs> Was like oh can i join you i haven't eaten yet so both times i was halfway through the meal and then she popped up so i was like <laughs> all right come join me so i have not fully completed a nicer meal on my own yet but you have done this in the past and like you said you enjoy doing yes why <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Okay. It's really nice being on your own timetable and being able to like sit and really enjoy the food that you're eating. So I don't know. Not just like, here's the thing. I like going out and eating with friends or family, like for set social engagements. But sometimes when you're just like out doing your own thing and you're on your own, it's just, it's a different experience. It's a different feeling. You're not attached to anyone else's timeline. You can set what you want. You don't have to negotiate based off of dietary preferences. You can set how many things you want to order. You don't have to worry about people judging what you're going to order. So I think something like, not like to go all therapy inner child work right now on us, mm-hmm. but the thing is like, due to like my, when I was a kid, I was allergic to wheat, not gluten, like wheat itself, and I had things, and certain like food preferences, people were considered and accommodating to me, and I feel like maybe you didn't have that experience. It was kind of like what you're serving. I got a lot of say it's like oh my mom was like well what do you want for dinner and like I would get to like decide menus often and things like that so like for me this whole kind of accommodating thing that like you keep talking about like I didn't really deal with because like things were accommodated to me maybe a little more than they should have been I mean perhaps I feel like for the most part it wasn't so much no maybe that is true because I did spend a lot of time going back and forth between my mom my grandma aunts and uncles uh, when my mom worked or when she was having surgery or was sick So I wasn't always at the front of the line in terms of like what we are eating. Mm -hmm. None of it was bad and always something that I enjoyed. But I also know like my particular food tastes are more different than that of my family. Well, yeah, just because we're having like your food judged or being on your own timeline or getting to go where you want Mm -hmm. are things I always just got to experience with other people. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think that way as well, like growing up and being with friends and going out, Mm -hmm. everyone kind of went to the same places. So Mm -hmm. in terms of wanting to try anything new, we would always kind of default back to Mm -hmm. regular spots. And then in college, I think we just, we didn't have as much access to things. (laughs) In the IE. Given the area that we were in. So I had some friends who were really adventurous and would drive the hour to try new places. Mm -hmm. And then like other times when I was on my own, it was just like, okay, I need to make do with what is in my fridge or what is near campus. So I think the biggest thing about being a adult in my late 20s is that 
I get to decide what I want to eat, when I want to eat, and I can make that happen at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's something that I really hold on to. So even, and I, I know this is a bad habit that I'm honestly trying to break right now, but even when I do go out with people and it's something that I don't want, I kind of mentally plan either after we are finished hanging out or on my way home or the next day, okay, now I can have what I want. This is exactly what I want and I know when I'm gonna get it. Mm -hmm. No, I see that and I've done that. And I like, I don't know, maybe, I don't wanna say like, oh, I think you're pickier than I am because I am a pretty picky eater too. I think we have different like peculiarities and at this point, I guess it's not picky eating because we're adults and can decide like what we do wanna eat and stuff. But like, like you're saying, like kind of like all of these choices you're excited you get to make for yourself. I'm not saying like, again, your food tastes, I don't think you have particular weird food taste you've introduced me to some good restaurants but it's the thing of like if i suggest a restaurant like i don't get maybe pushback or it's not like a no or we, we won't try this so it's like a thing of like i don't have like the urge to need to try it on my own mm-hmm. i mean yeah i feel like generally you and i are pretty aligned when we go out to eat or when other we're than spicy just... food and cheese yes and american condiment Ugh. <laughs> i am really happy that you are ready did you try a hamburger or are you ready to try one i've tried them and i still don't like them my cousins them very well but i just like don't like them even if it's a wagyu hamburger i haven't tried a wagyu best burgers i've ever had well wagyu beef is like the best i know that was like your introduction to steak right oh it was well my cousin cooked me a steak Mm -hmm. and it was really good but my introduction to red meat period Mm -hmm. was our lovely friend brian who took me to korean barbecue because i didn't Mm -hmm. like steak whoever did it overcooked it and it was chewy and gross and Mm -hmm. i tried it in an out burger and it was flat and dry in my opinion yeah it kind of depends i was having this conversation with amanda the other day when we were talking about like whether or not in and out actually is the best of the fast food hamburgers and we decided on yes based off of the price compared to the price others in the same realm and what you get okay Mm -hmm. but yeah there's that so overall i would say try the wagyu burger it's really really good but no i think generally you and i are pretty aligned when it comes to food i think it's more we we see each other we've seen each other fairly regularly in the past six months like once a week so it's like the other six days of the week where i feel like i am less in control of my food choices yeah where i am trying to make more of these decisions because as we've talked about a little bit boyfriend omp and i we have different food tastes so i thought he just ate everything i mean he will eat everything but like his favorites and general preferences are different than mine oh my god i didn't realize that sorry to interrupt but i didn't realize that was a thing until i started like seeing someone consistently like everyone (laughs) in my life up until like a person i was seeing defaulted to asian food Mm mm-hmm and he did not and it was like the strangest thing for me you brian like no one's ever said no it's like if you don't want to get nine times out of ten it's like sushi thai are very like commonplace things like oh i'm not really feeling it indian like but like this person i dated did not default to asian food and not like i need it like i don't need my partner to default but it was something like every friend and person in my life was defaulting to that mm-hmm. or french fries they also didn't default to french fries somehow i continually date people who like are not foodies. And I think it's good because it's gonna help me stay in better shape long term. But like every guy I've dated is like, yeah, like I eat cause like it's been a while. Not like, oh my God, I wanna try this restaurant and this sounds so good and this. And like cravings are not an existence for partners I try to pick out for myself apparently. Oof, yeah. I feel like kind of similar vibes with OMP. He's not not an eat for pleasure person, but he also like he's a little bit more adamant about trying new things versus returning to old. Whereas 
I have like my favorite restaurants mm-hmm. where if I don't know what I'm in the mood for, I know I'm gonna like these. Yeah. Whereas he's always looking for something new if we're gonna try something out. But I put those in two different categories. Like, are you willing to try something new or do you wanna order something you like? Like, I would consider those different days, like different events. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. So it's that's its own thing. So, what is his default food? His default, he goes for, so he actually generally like, eats pretty, pretty basic, but if he's eating out, he'll default towards Japanese or Korean or Indian and very spicy very very spicy really yeah he me and Amanda should go out eating oh my god I I got the mild version of something he was eating once and I literally was dying what like culture? crying tears Japanese okay I'm like if it's Indian like that even I like was a little too bold with this one Indian restaurant mm-hmm. and I like I'm like I can't do it again like it wasn't even like oh like I'm old like IBS like gastrointestinal problems like, I just like I couldn't <laughs> taste for two days after. yeah no I'm super I'm super adamant now I always get my own thing and I get to control the spice level myself okay but yeah I didn't I feel like your defaults are like Thai pizza or chicken yeah you can go anywhere from fried to <laughs> to roasted to sandwiches yeah I feel like my default generally is Asian like I either go Thai or Chinese and then Italian which is where I get my pizzas yeah. my pasta yeah. and then yeah kind of like chicken I do chicken tenders roast chicken oh my god I make a really great barbecue chicken like yourself yeah has anyone corroborated this I mean my family eats it and they like it okay my, my mom and dad taught me to use the grill when I was really little so you can grill i can grill you have both eyebrows yes well they light it for me <laughs> <They're right. laughs> I, I don't do that part but they will let me go through like do the rubs the sauce i've tried to experiment to make my own barbecue sauce didn't our college campus have grills why didn't some you of grill the dorms for, did why didn't you grill for us because not all of them looked like amazing but that's like how you know they're seasoned (laughs) yes anyway off of this tangent so like i see why in your life i guess you have a larger desire to like go do things if there's not being made space naturally for something you want to try like you're i'll just go do it pretty much and i think for me the reason i haven't felt better just because like a lot more people either I'm in the minor- the majority, I'm basic, or like they just don't care as much as I care. So they'll default to what I eat. And I think overall it's like neither, sh- I mean, each situation has its yeah. pros and cons. Oh yeah. It's just like, what what do you want to do with it? And I, I like getting to go out and yeah. trying these things for myself because like I said, it's my me time. I guess the other thing for me is like the money portion of it is like if I'm gonna like spend the money it's I'd rather get an experience and for me experiences typically involve like other people mm-hmm. so like, I'd rather have a fun experience like a memory of like oh my god do you remember when we tried this place or when we did this versus mm-hmm. like by myself no I, I definitely agree I don't know I feel like it's one of those things that can go multiple ways though because I've spent money on an experience out with people that hasn't been good in terms of the food mm-hmm. and then I'm just like well not to say that it's necessarily a wasted experience <laughs> Got it. Okay. But, and I don't know, maybe this is where it comes in with like a slightly like unhealthy relationship with food where if I eat something that I don't like, I get really sad. Yeah, the best. But like the thing is for me, it's like if we've like gone to like a bad restaurant, which I'm sure like we do, I like to like reminisce about that. I go with my friends like, oh my God, do you remember when we tried this place? And like it was like terrible. Mm -hmm. Like we're not going back there again, but like at least we tried and then we'll go get ice cream or a treat or like offset it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, what I remember, like, yes, there's the reminiscing over like the bad restaurant but for me what sticks out more prominently is how did we correct it 
Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about your first attempt of solo date. You were in Viva Las Vegas. I was. Tell us about it. Yeah, in Vegas, I discovered while I was there that there was a sushi samba because I was- What is that? Okay, so sushi samba, for any of you who have read the click book, is where Macy, Claire- Massey! Wait. Massey Block. Oh, that's right. Okay. Massey, Claire, Alicia, Dylan, and Kristen would all go when they went to New York. I read all of those books and I was also like a freshman in high school, so give me a refresher. Let's see, the one that I can remember most prominently is when Alicia made her play to be Alpha and then the group split into two and she tried to create like the new friend group and then they had been warring for so long, Massey made Claire break up with, not Josh, that was Alicia's boyfriend, Camp. Boyfriends were out because Alicia and her group had boyfriends and Massey didn't have one. And so then to apologize, she arranged a run-in at Sushi Samba in okay. New York when they were like battling over a fashion shoot, I think. Mm. And she got Claire and Cam back together. Should we read all the clickbooks and like the summer series for an episode? Yes, we totally should. I got should. rid of my copies of all of them. I still have mine and I pulled them out after this visit because when I saw Sushi Samba, I was like, oh my god, the click. I'm totally gonna reread these as my next brain break. And yeah, so I saw that and immediately what popped into mind was one of those TikToks like the POVs, it's like POV. 2006, you just finished reading the most recent click book. Life is good and you're ready to run into Claire and Cam at Sushi Samba. So I was like decided, I'm going. I looked at their menu, they did have vegan sushi. So I thought that that was even more perfect. Mm -hmm. So I made my reservation for two nights in the future and decided like, okay, I brought a nice outfit with me. I'm gonna get dressed up. I'm gonna go get my hair done and I'm gonna sit there on some mocktails and eat my vegan sushi and live my best life. What did you wear? I wore a black satin one shoulder bodysuit with black, not they're not mom jeans, but they're like the straight leg mm -hmm. kind of loose with black sandals. Okay. And I straightened my hair and I didn't really put on a lot of makeup because I was just a little lazy on that front. So I put on some mascara and a little bit of lip gloss and I took myself out to Sushi Samba where as you guys know, spoiler alert, I ran into my best friend and she joined me. How like long did you order anything? Like what point? Yeah, so I had already ordered. And you were sitting by yourself. And Give I was sitting a, by myself. You are, a, you are an English person. English rec as in major. Like, <laughs> like explain the scenery of the bookiness, um, the so, atmosphere, the so, vibe. So I walked through the hotel casino, went up to Sushi Samba. It's surrounded by three other restaurants as well. So and they're all kind of open so you can get the music and everything from all of them. Sushi Samba, when you walk up, there's the bar and it looks like it's made out of like this old piece of driftwood with like these orange bar stools like, the bar completely wraps around and then you walk back in and there are these giant orange booths that you can sit in so i was in one of the booths they tried to seat me at the bar and i requested a booth and i made the reservation early enough that i wasn't gonna impact big parties so they were like okay fine and i went in sat down ordered myself i don't even remember what it was but it was light it was also orange and it was very delicious and i got three different rolls because I've never had sushi rolls before. I've only ever had the sashimi ones. 
mm -hmm. from Shizen. So that was really exciting. And yeah, it was just, it was really cool. Like the music was going and honestly, I was just freaking out because I was like, I'm living out my sixth grade dream right now. Mm -hmm. I am Claire Lyons. Yeah, so that was really cool. The only thing is, so it's like, yeah, my mom did end up joining me. She wasn't super into the food. So she did end up getting something else. Like she just sat with me while I was eating. And I mean, kind of thankfully that thankful that she did because I tried wasabi for the first time mm -hmm. because it's like, why not? We are trying something new. And apparently I grabbed too much wasabi for the piece, for, the for one piece of sushi. Yeah. I also didn't know that you were supposed to mix wasabi with soy sauce. I mean, it's or... not supposed to. So in typical, like nice sashimi place or not sashimi, um, nigiri place, which is where it's the piece of fish and then rice. Oh there's a, yes. There's, there's a drop of wasabi connecting the two and like you don't put soy sauce on it. Like you're not actually supposed to with high grade fish. Mm -hmm. So, but if it's like cheaper rolls, like maki rolls or like just little ones, like then most people mix it with the soy sauce. Okay. But it's about like a pea sized amount. So I thought that I grabbed a pea sized amount. I put it on top of one of my bites. One piece. One bite, popped it in my mouth and oh my God, I almost died. Literally like the roof of my mouth like lit up on fire. Like my whole body convulsed and I just wanted to spit it out and I couldn't like my mouth was just locked in fiery pain and it just kept getting worse and worse and I just had like waves of it washing over me and finally I had to spit it out and the pain was over so wasabi's not like a lingering it it's not as soon as it was out of my mouth it was fine it was just continued presence of it yes was not working out. How'd your best friend react? She could not stop laughing. Oh my God. She literally like fell over in the booth. It like was almost laying there because she was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. I enjoy enjoyed it overall. I'm glad I was there. I want to go back and I want to do it again. That's how I attempted to eat again on my own the other day. And then I went to this um, nice little restaurant in my hometown. I got a seat out on the outdoor garden patio. So that worked out really well. I was right next to the flowers and I had my own outdoor heater. So that worked out great. I didn't dress up this time because it was like 40 some degrees out and I did not care what I was wearing. This place it's more hearty American food. So I got mac and cheese, Brussels sprouts and fried chicken. So that was excellent. And then they have this really amazing table bread. And one of the things that I like about eating on my own as well is that I can eat the entire table bread. It's I all mine and I get to decide how I want to eat it. Okay, that's hot take and I know it's not great, but also when I eat by myself, I can decide how I want to eat. Like I don't have to worry about being like as proper. I can put my elbows on the table. I can put the napkin on the table if I want to because COVID and you know what? Sometimes people go from public transportation straight to sitting in a restaurant and you know what? There's like all types of like spills and stickiness on seats on public transportation. So why did we put our napkins on chairs in the first place? Yeah, I can decide. Do I want to butter the whole slice of bread or do I want to break it off in pieces? Do I want to eat directly from the main bowl or do I want to serve myself onto the little plate that they give me? Your feelings and experiences are valid. <laughs> Just I, the, all of these things you're saying, I'm like, I don't think about. Totally think about all of these. My Lord, they haunt my every waking eating moment. It's why I don't eat most of the times at like fancy sit down mm -hmm. events. Like I will only eat things that I 
know I can eat comfortably without someone making a comment on it. That makes sense. So on your little patio, you got your drink. When did your best friend show up? Uh, right after I finished the loaf of bread. And luckily she was not familiar with this place, so she didn't know that she missed out on the loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. They had just taken the basket away, so. But I have seen it where they give like less bread or less chips or something when you're by yourself or like less people. I am not a fan of that. I also don't like how occasionally, and here's the thing, I get it. There are bigger tables. The wait staff has other people that they are serving besides you. But sometimes when you just fall off on the wayside and it's, you're waiting maybe 20 minutes before someone first comes and asks for your drink order or even an appetizer order, I don't love that. Do you think the assumption is that like you're waiting on somebody? I think it might be, or even that because you're on your own, there's kind of less of a timeline versus a group timeline. Mm, got it. I will say though, I that's one of the things I like about eating alone and getting to eat at the bar or at a counter because you're right there. So it's, you're less likely to be forgotten about. Huh. Okay, I see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what about you? How did your attempts go? Okay, so attempt number one, I was gonna take myself to my favorite brunch spot. And Angela had to do dinner because like we've discussed, she's good at this, she likes to do it for me. I'm already nervous enough and then doing like a soft romantic lighting candle situation, like just not, not gonna work out. So I was like- I feel like that would be even better because then it's like mood lighting and you can almost hide. Absolutely not. Okay. So I was like, I'll do it during like the lunch rush or a brunch thing where people are out and about, things are moving. And I happened to be house sitting in the neighborhood for a family member in which this restaurant was. So I like planning on it. I had like done a podcast on my work workout was like planned for this I was like okay and then like right when it was supposed to happen I actually started to like back out and get a little bit nervous I was like I don't want to do this like I don't want to walk down there and I'm like you're literally walking like four feet like calm down and so I'm about to do it I pull up the menu to just kind of do it and like in big letters on the top as I'm scrolling the menu it's just like we are closed to give our staff a well-rested break paid vacation and some doing some renovations like we'll update you when we're open I don't know if they are opening it but okay. I saw this and I was like oh okay I guess karma ring just really doesn't want to I found out they actually so I moved out of my family's house on the Wednesday they reopened that Friday I believe for that week I'm like oh just missed you. just missed it I know so I was like this is the universe telling me in jail like this is not your time like you're not supposed to do it now and I was like okay and I felt really good that I didn't have to do it but like I was so relieved because I had worked myself up and it was like really stressing me out like leaving to go do this mm-hmm. and like I just didn't want to do it I was like oh shoot like this is like obviously a bigger thing and there's a reason I'm doing lunch brunch and Angela's to do dinner <laughs> so my second attempt I got out of therapy and I had some time to kill before I went to my typical family dinner and I was like I'm gonna try to do this during this time period I had like six hours so I was like cool I got great parking in a neighborhood always hard to get parking in I went into the bookstore there's a little boutique I was shopping around but before that I was like I'm gonna do my solo day and the main requirement for me is kind of the interaction with the waiter in which kind of like you have to pace it because it's one thing to go to a Chipotle and then sit by yourself right where you can have self but I wanted it kind of more paced for me so I walk up and down the street there are two like nicer like mid kind of business attire restaurants that are sit down with waiters but like I didn't want to eat food I didn't want to like order I didn't want to order like a $15 thing of like shrimp scampi to eat by myself when it's like I don't even like that in general like why am I going to pay for this and all of the other restaurants that I did like one the restaurant I was going to closed slash moved which I wasn't expecting but all the other places weren't either they didn't have anywhere to sit I'm still only exclusively doing outdoor dining did not mm-hmm. have like they had outdoor space, but there was like none with 
with waiters, they were all like, booed themselves like crap. Like, what do I do? Like, am I gonna drive myself to another neighborhood? Like, what am I gonna do? So I walked up and I'm like, maybe I'll just get like a press juice and then like sit in my car and like forget about it. So like last minute after shopping and I was getting hangry, I was like, screw it. So I'm gonna go into this Mexican restaurant I, I've gone to and I like. And when I went in, I was like, oh, they had an back outdoor seating area. And I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, let me see if it's for staff only. Like, can I sit back there? And I was like, okay. So they were like, yeah, you can. So I was like, okay, I got my, so I ended up going and sitting and kind of why a half solo date because the whole point of waiter interaction was like my big thing. But in general, I've never been to a sit down restaurant alone mm -hmm. other than like a Chipotle, a Panda, like on campus, which like there's still a bunch of other people around. So like, it's still like more than I'd ever done. And I was like, we're going to count this because frankly, we're on a time crunch for the podcast and then we don't have <laughs> another opportunity to do this. So I get my three chicken tacos, a pineapple agua fresca. Nice. Yes. And I go like sit in the back. I don't even get my book out. I'm on my phone. I'm taking videos and content because we have to. And then I have a realization that my phone alarm for the parking meter hasn't gone off. I was like, oh shoot, like let me check. And it had restarted. Oh no. So yeah. And parking meters, particularly in this neighborhood are very strict. Like they're on it. And I was like, shoot. I had known I had said it previously for an hour and it said I had, it was, it said 55 minutes this time. So just trust me in the mouth. I knew I had about 10 minutes. So I had to eat quickly to get back to my meter. I was like, shoot. And so I'm eating the tacos. I'm eating the chips. Like I'm trying to do it. I was like, okay. I would have taken like a little bit more leisure with it, but I can't get a parking ticket right now. Like mm -hmm. this isn't going to happen. It was also a very nice day. I did this. I think it was like the weekend before. It was the weekend before Valentine's Day. So oh, so when we had the really good weather. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I can bring the agua fresco with me. Just like finish the tacos, finish the chips. I was like, I should have only ordered tacos. I, the three. I was like, it's fine. As my parking meter was expiring, I got back to the car, and so I was like, okay, cool. I did it. I put my tray back, discarded the food, and like made it just a time to like go to the library where I was gonna like do some work prep stuff. And so like that was like my first experience with it. And what do you think? It wasn't as bad as I thought. Being one, I was also the only one. On the back patio area which was like it's hard because like part of it is like I need to be feel like other people are seeing me do this alone because like that's kind of the thing but mm -hmm. it's also like COVID I don't really want that many people still around me right so that was kind of like a hard pull but I didn't mind like being back there alone like eating by myself it was like a little bit weird but it was like more stressful when I realized the parking meter thing because it's like mm -hmm. you have to eat like you just have to eat so you can get back to the car there's honestly nothing worse than a rushed meal like a rushed meal that you want to enjoy yeah I mean I also pretty fast so for me to have to have a rushed meal means like it's a real time <laughs> we're like diffusing the bomb right now what did you think of the back patio like nice atmosphere cute it was like really plain they just like it was like elevated so it's like they had like four tables like in the back and like mm. the furnace or ac was going okay like it was loud there were a few tables and chairs no one else was back there with me and it was fine it was hot mm -hmm. so it's also nice getting to be outside so i think one of the nice parts about eating on your own is that sometimes you just get to enjoy the atmosphere of where you are i I don't enjoy that really like even if it's just like like an absolutely beautiful place like particularly if you're eating outside you get to soak up the sun see flowers plants maybe there's some birds a butterfly Can't you do or that two with other people i feel like you're less likely to oh i'm about to get so cringe to feel at peace in nature like i remember when i went to versailles or versailles versailles, versailles. as some people call it like we ate at like one of the little cafes and it was like indoor kind of terrarium vibes and it was like really pretty and I like looking around but it's also like I remember the girls who I went with and then I remember we got on the rowboat and like we like walk the entire grounds. And yeah like, see I would love to do that all on my own and then I get to live out like my best 
Marie Antoinette. I, I was trying to think of someone else who was not Marie Antoinette, but we'll go with Mar my best Marie Antoinette pre-beheading Well, she has her own vibes. father. Yeah. Like, just, I don't know. I think just being able to experience all of that and just keep the memories of the place as it is is also really special. It's different than being there with other people. Like, those are special memories of a different sort because mm -hmm. those are more about who you're with and less about the place. But I really value just sometimes the, the setting. But like you can't do both or you won't do both. I can do both. I like doing them separately. Like it's, uh, this is something I've also noticed I've started to do more, but sometimes if I feel like I have been someplace with someone, but I didn't get to fully enjoy just the setting of it, I'll go back on my own. So that's... But like, why can't you do it? Or like, what about like one detracts from the other? Well, sometimes it's just about who you're with and how they view the interaction. Like for example, if I were to go to a play, part of what I enjoy is walking around the theater like seeing some of the way that it's set up mm -hmm. looking at different look like sometimes they'll have like little plaques about the history paintings that you can look at like taking in the views from like the very top floor mm -hmm. sometimes if I'm early enough like I'll go to like the bar area and get myself like a soda or a snack sometimes the people that you go with they don't want to do that they want to get there right as the house opens take their seat and sit down both of those are fine there are instances in my life where I enjoy doing both of those there are sometimes where I don't want to get there early I want to get there exactly 35 minutes before curtain goes up so that way I'm just sitting there I'm ready to take it in and then I'm there like just for that experience but there are other times where I like to expand the experience you could extend the experience yeah or like take for example when we went to outside land you and some of our other friends like to get there later in the afternoon I like to be there within an hour of its opening didn't we get there at one and it opened up noon or 11 on the first day yeah the later two days we got there at like 2 2 30 and like to me from that time like when it first opens to when people start to arrive a little bit more around one or two that's time where it's more open I feel like I can stop and explore smaller like booths and vendors and experiences yeah. that you generally don't get to later in the day because mm -hmm. you're more focused on like making sure you're getting like a good place by the stage getting to the act you want to see and stuff like that so that's just where I kind of I think I just kind of differ in some I agree I also feel like this kind of goes with your rebellious nature of like like you said it is very situational mm -hmm. and you like to do the opposite of what the majority of people in the situation <laughs> enjoy to do like if everyone for outside lands was like we want to get there three hours early mm -hmm. i can imagine you being like but the fog in my hair and photos like we need to go right when we're going to do it because i want the golden hour photo or if the other case of like it's going to be this way and you're like, no but i want to get there three hours early for the food booth and if everyone's like okay we want to go earlier <laughs> but my shoes don't match i can't walk for the food booths like i feel like it kind of goes in your like not combative like contrarian nature i mean maybe i don't not think all the time yeah but Here, sometimes here's the thing i don't think it's that i'm necessarily trying to be contrarian it's that i'm trying to adjust based off of past experience but you said like sometimes i want to go to the theater early and sometimes i don't mm -hmm. if i'm 
Generally, if I'm on my own, mm -hmm. I like to get there a little early and take in everything that I've talked about. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there are plans that I have with other people where I would like to get there early, but because of like group majority and people feeling more comfortable, like all being together, meeting at a certain time, there are instances where I don't get to do that, where I would like to, where sometimes I then make it a point to go back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's just about the give and take. Sometimes it's just about like finding your people. Like for example, like my big, I know that she's someone who I travel with really well because we have very similar planning particulars and we are generally like pretty much in alignment about the things that we want to do. So like that works out really well. Like similarly with my friend Sahar, like she's very adaptable and we're both kind of that way where it's like if she really wants to do something and like it her I'm willing to adjust in that way sometimes if I'm really if I really want to do something she'll adjust and do it for me sometimes we decide we just want to call it quits and there's one time where we literally spent two days in our hotel in Vegas just watching Law and Order SVU and ordering room service mm -hmm. and like we were both cool with that so I think it's just about that like you and I for example like we have learned traveling together we and haven't now... I don't claim we've traveled together mm -hmm. not like a you versus them thing but it's like I was going to be in Europe for a particular reason mm -hmm. and then like another person was going to be in Europe for a particular reason and I thought you would want to partake in the event it's not like from the get-go mm -hmm. it was like Angela like we're gonna go to Europe and I think that would have been a different kind of situation okay all right so then we are about to travel together in April and we're gonna see how that goes that's to LA that's not travel when we go to Greece <laughs> Greece. If it's within the state, it's not travel. Well, when Greece happens, like that's going to be our big like planning together, mm -hmm. figuring out. Because we all know the third musketeer is not going to do much. Fair. Very fair. That orange smells really good, by the way. Sorry, I'm getting hungry. No, that's okay. But I think the other thing is like, I think the problem with us goes back to the brunch episode, episode 15. <laughs> it's not so much that we have different, the same reason we're either on, we're not even on the same page, like we're, we're overlaying perfectly or we're in like different libraries. Mm -hmm. Like it's the same thing. It's kind of like my therapist always says, your superpowers, your kryptonite. Like the things that make us work make certain things like very easy. Mm -hmm. And the things that don't are we both feel like are pulling teeth from one another. Mm -hmm. So in terms of traveling, like I, my method, okay, I think we kind of talked about this. My method is if we're like, for example, like we'll mini plan the Greece trip. I would go about it. Uh, first, you need to pick the islands you want to go to. That's mm -hmm. my step one. Agreed. Step two would be to research said islands independently and figure out what you want to do whether that means TikTok, YouTube, blogs, podcasts, whatever it is, figure out what you want to do and make a whole list. And for me personally, I would go by island and I would do like food and drink, entertainment, historical site. Like I would, I personally would categorize them per island. And then I would let, ideally, I would like the persons or persons I'm traveling with to have the same sort of list. And then we could kind of like collaborate and see what lines up. What's your step two? Pretty similar. Usually what I've done when I plan trips with people is that when we're what do you like doing, to do? what I like to do is I like to do some of that research together so then we know like okay we both have this on our list we are like absolutely making this a stop uh, a, a visit an eatery like whatever like we are absolutely adding this in and then we go through and we do some independent research where we try to fill in those gaps 
Okay. See, I do the independent research first and I list out everything in existence to do on every place I want to go. Mm -hmm. And then I narrow it down personally. So when I'm bringing you my list, it's only the stuff of like, I want this. Like, this is what I want, not like what exists in insert place. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like what I like to do is talk about the things that are really important to us together initially and then go through and try to like fill in gaps because say there are like two things that might compete. Like maybe like we figure out like how to band like, oh, we do two days here or we do this in the morning and then this in the afternoon. And then we know like we don't really have a lot of time in between that to like fill in with little things. So it's like, if these are the things we want to do, let's make sure we do them right. Mm -hmm. But no, I feel like generally pretty much the same. We want the same end result. Perfect. Just we go about the middle a little differently sometimes. Well, even so, our friend Amanda just visited mm -hmm. and like planning her trip, we went about doing it. Mm -hmm. differently and like it was the same end result and for me like another thing which like Angela's already discussed as a weakness of hers so I'm not like saying something new here it's like <laughs> I have a better I have a more realistic sense of activity length transitions and padding time or possible pivoting necessities Yes. I am not so good there. I am far more of an idealist. I like to think in terms of, okay, we walk off the plane and immediately go here, here, and here. Then we go to sleep and yeah. then we wake up and then we have 18 things to do in this day. Yes. And the thing for me- I do generally get through about 16 of them though. I would like to point that out. Yeah. And the thing for me that is disappoints in it is that like we'll get to 16 of the 18 but the two things personally like and this isn't like Angela like South but like the two things we don't get to do are like maybe things like I really wanted to do I would have rather collaborated with Angela's like I'm gonna pick Paris because it's easy like Angela's like all I want to do is go to Versailles and I'm like all I want to do is go to Disneyland and it's like if those are the two most important things I'm gonna leave those days completely blank other than those activities and so there is a 100 or as close to a 100% chance we can do those things versus putting Versailles and Disneyland on the same day. Yes, well, just also logistically, geographically, transportationally, that does not sound like a good idea. Back to solo dates. We are going to continue to try to evolve, do follow-up mm -hmm. segments on this. Angela will try to go on a date without her best friend surprising her, <laughs> and I will try to go to a restaurant with a waiter. Maybe at some point we'll do a dinner, but I'm not promising that. Because the whole point of this isn't like, I have to do this and I have to be a solo dater, like a casual dater. I don't have to do it if I don't <laughs> enjoy it. It's more about helping to change personally. Mm -hmm. It's for me changing the narrative that like, I can't do this. I'm scared to do it. If I get put in this situation, I'm not gonna survive or be able to like calm my nervous system down from it. And then what's your goal? My goal? So I, so personally, I upped the ante for myself a little bit. I have to- Love yourself? Uh, no, I have to try to do it without one of my current fallbacks, which is either to watch Netflix, scroll through Instagram, or listen to a podcast. I've only recently done that and I don't particularly love it because I feel like outside in the world I have a harder trouble hearing through headphones anyway and I'm not trying to lose my hearing jack mm -hmm. like turning the volume all the way up so I have to try to get through it without my phone okay and that will benefit you how? less less screen time I hope that it'll help me be a little bit more aware and present in nature in in nature inside of the restaurant wherever I am maybe help me be a little bit more intentional about my eating focus on the food and less less mindless eating mm -hmm. in front of a screen okay because I feel like I already do enough of that at home when I work from home I will like time my lunch break with an episode of Grey's Anatomy or after work 
I'll watch like an episode of something while I'm eating or while I'm cooking and sometimes I feel like I get a little bit lost in that like I made spaghetti sauce the other night and I completely forgot to put in tomato paste so was there any tomato in it I mean yeah there were the diced tomatoes and everything and I mean it was still good it was a little more some of like the minimalist sauces that I made but I was trying to make a marinara so then it was just diced tomatoes in Mm. like turkey meat and like what's the difference between this and like trying to make lazy tacos got it yeah. But yeah, no, I, I really think you could enjoy solo meals mm-hmm. and eating. Like, I think you would. Yeah. I think you could see that maybe as like a form of self-meditation. Yeah. And I think you could also stand to make other people a little bit more uncomfortable. So in group settings, you can get what you would like out of it with other people and not like harbor all of your good time, self-energy, self-love exclusively by yourself. That too. Personal. And on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of In Omnia Paratus. Grab your coffee bowls and don't forget to rate, download, and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, where you lead will follow. So head on over to at InOmniaPod on Instagram and let us know what you'd like to hear about in the comments. Bye. Live, laugh, love. Connect with nature. Stop and smell a rose. Got any to add? No, you, you caught them all.